Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jeremy Markley. David Van Camp out with the Rona. He is feeling better. There is Scott Robbins. Yep. So yesterday, Attorney General Merrick Garland, um, it looks like was forced to go out and talk to the American public about what had happened at Trump's private estate Mar-a-Lago, the raid that happened earlier this week. What was it all about? I'm a complete waste of time. Who knows? We don't know. He didn't say. He did not say. But he commanded the room with that powerful voice of his, though. Oh, my goodness. Just, you pay attention quickly when Merrick starts speaking. Well, it was hard not to laugh through part of it. <laughs> I know. When he was throwing out and slinging out crap like this. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear, or favor. <laughs> Under my watch, Jeez. that is precisely what the Justice Department is doing. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> and so you've probably seen the stories. Trump is saying, release everything. Let, let all this go out to public. What are you looking for? Because it's leaked out yesterday, and the Washington Post had part of it. Well, it might have something to do with nuclear weapons. Which, of course, for the people in this country scared to death of Trump, which is, what, around 40%? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, you see something with the nukes. <laughs> we could all die. And Trump's crazy. Um, so I guess they just sort of float that out there. But they better have the goods in the end. Oh, yeah. If this is just another hoax, there's nothing to it. You've already lost the Republicans. You know that. There's no reason to trust the FBI. We've talked about this all week, all the number of reasons why. But you do another hoax out there like this when you have nothing, you're losing the independence. And you've seen, as far as Trump's numbers, as far as who would support him running for president and vote for him, it's gone way up just in this last week because people are tired of this nonsense. And Mary Garland, you know... (laughs) I'll just say this, and if you listen to the show, you know, a bit, you know he's not my favorite. No. I, I think the guy mm-hmm. is a total phony. I've no. heard so many people, that, and that I've respected, talk, say, three years ago, hey, he's an upstanding guy, this Mary Garland, blah, blah, blah. I don't know anything other than what has been said until he's AG, and just seeing him do this job, uh, that guy is a total phony. Well, he's an activist, and that's why he's not on the Supreme Court. And he's just a weak dude to me, all right? Getting up there trying to be Mr. Tough Guy, he's not going to stand by silently. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism of the FBI and Justice Department agents and prosecutors. I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. You just did for three days. That's right. (laughs) You're full of crap. Yes. You didn't go out there later on Monday. You didn't go out Tuesday, Wednesday. It was because you were forced to yesterday. And, 
again, man, the Russia collusion hoax. The FBI lied to the FISA court. They knew all of that Russia stuff was garbage. They pushed it out there anyway. I'm not going to stand by when people are targeted and criticized. I think you should call the White House and ask for Biden in that voice. This is Merrick. It's Joey. <laughs> You might get through. It might be one of those wacky morning show bits. Right? <laughs> you go after PTA moms, after people that go oh, to know. school yeah, board. Right. Ma- we yeah. talked about all of this. Yes. And it, not surprising. Well, I, I just can't really talk about this right now. Of course, he's not going to talk, you know, anything and take questions. We've heard what he's like before when he has to take questions. Well, what it's was an, the point of this thing yesterday? What was the what was the point? The point was damage control. Too many people but didn't were say saying, anything. hey, you got, I know, but you appear like you oh, are. Okay, I see. All right. I'm not going to stand by silently in this. We're just trying to uphold the law and blah, blah, blah. But I, the example, as soon as I heard, he's not going to take questions. Of course not. Have you ever heard him take questions? If you thought he sounded shaky yesterday? Well, I haven't thought about uh, that question. Uh, uh, I just haven't thought about that question. I, I, I think, the, you know, the, the president has uh, made clear that we are uh, in a, a question of allocation of resources. Oh, boy. Um, um, we will, uh, <laughs> uh, the department uh, will, uh, um, I don't know. <laughs> You want that guy taking questions? Of course mm-hmm. not. And then I think, you know what? Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just too hard on the guy. Okay? It, sometimes no, I don't it, think this- it's you. It was. Now, you were tough early on, and rightfully so, but I didn't notice everybody else jumping on the bandwagon, but I'm hearing it now everywhere. Okay. Well, sometimes you have, like, maybe yeah. an older uncle That's right. that you don't agree with on everything that's right uh but you respect the opinion yes and then i felt a lot better because it's not just me that sees this uh, this guy's just old and weak and not nearly living up to the name that we had heard about all mm-hmm. this time um and the uncle i'm referring to at least in my mind is bill o'reilly uncle I, bill o'reilly yes and, and i heard a clip of what he said about merrick garland i was laughing my head off that garland had to get out and make a statement which was two hours late and then when he gets out he says nothing oh i'm proud to work with everybody in the justice department and oh we always obey the law and oh oh, oh but i can't say anything then why waste the world's time thank you uncle bill yes why would why do it? We watched it. We thought, okay, are they going to say anything? Okay, you look like an idiot. <laughs> See, it's not just me reading the teleprompter. Huh? Uh, uh. It was it was frightening. That's the Attorney General of the United States. That's the guy in charge of law enforcement here. I'm like, okay. See, not just me. He looked more befuddled than Biden. <laughs> they should have let Biden do it. If Biden even knows about it. That was embarrassing. I agree. I 100% okay? agree with that. You know, he said something else, too, that I thought was interesting. And maybe I didn't even pick up on this. Uh, and you did, Scott. In the whole point of they that he had to go out there, right? Mm-hmm. Merrick Garland was ordered today by the Biden people inside the White House to get his butt out there and read a statement that said absolutely nothing. And that's what he did. And he looked scared. He looked scared. Do you look scared to you? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, we both said that yesterday. I suppose he just always looks that way he to does. me. He does. He looks scared to me, too. He looks like he's, he's never sure 
of what's going on. He's it's it's almost like he's like running on a waterbed, just going back and forth and back and forth, and can never get his balance. You know, just <laughs> never any clear statement. I mean, look at these guys. Look, you've got Biden, you've got Kamala, you've got Nancy Pelosi, you've got him. None of them are capable of putting a thought together in a sentence. They can't do it. It's just no. nonsense. No, it's it's infuriating. And Trump just hit the gas pedal all the way to the floor by saying, hey, release it. Oh, my gosh, yes. I mean, and talking about how they trashed Melania's closet yes. looking for stuff. Well, we called that, didn't we? Well, yeah, we knew these guys were going through her closet. Right, yeah. Okay, and then I did see some of the memes on social media, the creepy guys going through, you know, right. different parts of her clothing line. Yes. We'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, big day for the Democrats today. Going to be voting on the massive climate, health care, and tax package. Tax er, increase package? Yeah. Yeah, the uh-huh. Inflation Expansion Act. <laughs> What it should be called. We want to spread spread the inflation around. Well, there's nobody saying, you know what, this is going to reduce inflation. Their own people are saying, it'll take about a year. Right. Now I'm doing Merrick Garland for everybody. Right. And by then, we'll we'll have forgotten about it. Oh, my gosh, man. And, of course, with this, the IRS agents, 87,000 of them, Mm -hmm. $80 billion to the IRS. Don't worry, we're not going to come after middle-income people. Right. Just because you sold stuff on eBay. Right. Are you kidding me? Well, if you're... You've had so many people say, you know what? If you do your own taxes, you know, you keep track of all the forms. You're doing it TurboTax. I forget who said this within the last couple of days. It was a tax expert saying, if the IRS wanted to get you, they'll find something. Because people are just even following the prompts. You can make mistakes and not even know it. Sure. That's the thing that you need to be fearful of. I know there are a group of people in America that don't believe that's going to happen. No, it's just for the rich people. No, 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 Okay, no, and the no, corporations no. and all that. Um, but yeah, the Democrats will be voting on that today. Meanwhile, Joe, well-deserved vacation, huh? I say that when you're gone, Scott, and I say it when David's gone on vacation. How many vacations does Joe need? I understand he's old, out of gas. Well, aren't we keeping track of that like we do with games with uh, Trump and his golf games? Oh, they used to do that. Yeah, Uh, yeah, that would be the blaring headline. For the 37th time in the last 24 months, Donald Trump is... Well, Biden gets to South Carolina. People there don't want him there. They they were booing him as he came in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is funny, yeah. It's this $20 million mansion he's staying at for free. Well, it's a Democratic donor, you know. $20 yes. million, dollars, huh? Yes. Okay. Kiwa Island. Biden asked uh, Maria Alwyn if he could stay there. That's what a source uh, told the New York Post that the Biden family said, yeah, they've been friends for a long time. Hedge fund founder James Alwyn um, had made numerous contributions to Democratic causes. And, yeah, he stayed there before. So it's no big deal. And so then you see the picture. And there's Joe and Jill. And there's Hunter and Hunter's wife. Wow, I know. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, how does it not enter your mind? The FBI's had that dude's laptop for years now. We've seen what's on it. There's more than enough there. But we can't tell you exactly why we raided Mar-a-Lago. It's disgusting. People see through this. They're tired of it. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, Hunter's vacationing with pops. Yes. And and with Biden, I can't help but think, okay, that's going to be a nice weekend for you all. And you're actually celebrating the fact this week that you call it uh, zero inflation right now. Zero percent. Here's what that means. Zero percent. Yeah. And that's, that's a great thing. No, dude, it's not. You went from 9.1 to 8.5 percent inflation year over year. Is it zero from June? Yes, but that's not how it's measured. But it doesn't matter. It's the new math. And again, people see through this crap. It's just maddening. Oh, and an update on Anne Heche. Oof. It, yeah. The actress that was in that accident initially saying that she was in stable condition. It looks now like she is not going to make it. The family has said. A lot of brain damage. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Get some more details on that. There's a lot to get to. Oh, and the CDC out of nowhere. Yeah, we're going to loosen the old guidelines on the Rona. Van Camp couldn't believe that news came out yesterday. That much more coming up. Hey, this is Sean Rima, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Yeah. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with the Rona. Yeah. Hopefully back early next week. There's Scott Robbins. You got breaking news? Uh, Salman Rushdie has been attacked as he was about to give a lecture in western New York. Whoa. Guy stormed the stage at Chattanooga. Chattaqua, Chattaqua Institution, and began punching or stabbing as he was being introduced. Blood on the wall behind him. He was oh seated at God. the time and was rushed to the hospital. His legs were elevated, apparently, because they were afraid he was going to bleed out. But in terms of his condition at this point in time, we don't know. You know, he wrote the satanic verse, uh, verses. I mean, you have to go back a few years on right. this. And that's when they uh, put a bounty on his head, the radical Muslim groups. Whoa, man. And uh, he, well, he. I remember that. I'm just. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. On the wall and his feet elevated? Yeah. So he wouldn't bleed out. Um, but, and, you know, there was some rumor that he actually walked off the stage of his own power, but that's untrue, apparently. That was something that was out there early on. Be keeping an eye on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's sad. I mean, I, and you wonder, too, you sit there and you think to yourself, it's Salman Rushdie, for crying out loud, you'd think there'd be people standing on both entrances to the stage. I mean, you, you can't just jump up on a stage, you know? But, like, uh, where is the security? Yeah, where is it? I mean, with this guy, you'd think it'd be really tight. But anyway, we're waiting to see the condition. He was taken to the hospital, of course. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure he's in surgery. Holy smokes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for the update. Yep. Keep an eye on that. Uh, you may have heard the CDC has eased guidelines and has conceded that COVID is here to stay. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's not going away. We're never going to get to zero on COVID. Man, people were demonized for saying that. Oh, my gosh, We're going to have to learn yes. to live with it. Right. Trump was demonized for that. Right. Okay. We, we'll get to the depths of this a little bit later on, but uh, in broad strokes, uh, there's no need to quarantine if you've been exposed unless you have symptoms. What? Again, <laughs> you know, I mean, 
This is something we've been talking about for two years now. Well, they said that for vaccinated people back right. in December. Yes. Now they're saying it for everyone. Yeah, because there's been enough natural immunity and enough vaccinations in this country to uh, stop the, the freak out from COVID. That was the rationale I heard anyway. Well, and then kids don't have to isolate just because they've been exposed. Right. And routine testing at schools isn't necessary anymore unless there's an outbreak. Right. So much of this stuff, like common sense. Social distancing isn't always necessary. So you don't need to worry so much about staying six feet apart, especially in well-ventilated areas. Mm-hmm. But they're still saying, you know, vaccines and boosters, crucial. It doesn't stop the spread. Apparently not, or we would have stopped it by now. But the other thing they mentioned is that if you have had COVID before and not vaccinated, that that's also something that fights against future infection. Yeah, the, the human body's built that way, yes. But that's a big surprise to people because they hadn't admitted it before, even though we knew it and were actually following the science. Well, you're selling automobile insurance to people who don't have a car. I mean, you've got to continue to do that to build the numbers. I mean, you know, they've always done that. That was the theory a long time ago. They've got to be careful. These drug makers are going to force you to take it, and they've got to get the government behind them. And But again, the government's supposed to be looking out for the people. Please. And they wouldn't talk about natural immunity. They just no. wouldn't talk about it. It's just vaccine, vaccine, vaccine. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And they lied so many times along the way, which, you know... We'll definitely get to. But just real quick on that, you know the amount of people that have said, well, I'm still not going back to any sort of normal. I'm never going back to the way it was pre-pandemic. Right. It's 23%. Well, then don't do it. Go ahead. I mean, I see them. I see them in the grocery stores. And you know what they say? They say those people more than likely are over 65 and or Democrat. Because they believe everything the media has fed them. Well, I mean, if you feel more comfortable wearing your mask when no one else is, then go ahead. Man, oh, man. I mean, if you want to be the object of scorn and laughter, then by all means. Uh, real quick note on Anne Haish that we mentioned Oof. is not expected now to survive no. this car crash. Um, they're saying that they found cocaine in her system, fentanyl. Now there's a report it wasn't alcohol. But she was drinking on the podcast, That's what I thought. I thought. I, it, it, yeah. So weird, all these different details. All right, news update straight ahead right here. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. This is Jack Riccardi. Stay connected to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. Kevin Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. Millennial David Van Camp is out with COVID. There's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. David Van Camp, usually keeping this train on the track. I got to tell you, I just got totally distracted. I'm warning you now. Were you going down some rabbit holes, sir? Okay, so... I'm, you know, reading again that the CDC has (laughs) loosened uh, a lot of COVID restrictions, I guess they should say, Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, just guidelines, you know, how we're going to tackle this from here on out. We got to live with it now. Yes. 
And I had mentioned earlier, you know, I remember they ripped Trump mercilessly for saying that a couple of years ago, because at some point in time, if you were just following the numbers, you were thinking, you know what, we're not going to get to zero on this. It's not going to happen. But you got to live your life or you're basically already dead. And all that was controversial at the time to say that. And we always were talking about with common sense. Okay. And I found the clip of Trump talking about it after he had COVID. Oh, yeah. And had the message to people. And at the time, this is what he said. Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. You're going to beat it. We have the best medical equipment. We have the best medicines, all developed recently. And you're going to beat it. I went. I didn't feel so good. And two days ago, I could have left two days ago. Two days ago, I felt great, like better than I have in a long time. I said just recently, better than 20 years ago. Don't let it dominate. Don't let it take over your lives. Don't let that happen. Do you remember this? Oh, sure I do. Yeah. And he, he, was, he was killing people when he was saying that. Oh, my goodness, dude. Yeah, remember that? Yeah. And you wonder why, you know, when you got media people saying it's so sad that people just don't trust the media anymore, journalists. Please. Okay. Just one time with no mask tonight. He had his video crew capture that stupid scene again so he could put out propaganda, fronting a lie to his people. Once again, just like, don't worry about the mask. Now he says, don't worry about COVID. Don't let it control your life. Gee, I can't imagine why people don't trust media. Are you kidding me? They're just terrible people. Okay. Well, you know, because it is true, and everybody knew that from the start. I mean, there was no zero uh, COVID, and it wasn't going to happen. It was never going to happen. No. And it never will happen. We will be living with COVID indefinitely. And again, if you feel safer with a mask on, then put a mask on. I don't care. Well, but we know and learned over time, the cloth masks do basically nothing. But if it makes you feel better, if it massages you psychologically, then by all means, wear it. But scientifically speaking, it's not going to help you. It's like 15% as far as efficacy. It's not going to do much. And then I think about Biden at the time when this was going down. If the president had done his job, had done his job from the beginning, all the people would still be alive. All of them. (laughs) His fault. No one would have died. Not one person. Oh, MSNBC at the time said he should be held responsible. He should go to jail. I mean, if if when this thing started, again, I mean, if you start to look at the things that have unraveled, the, the trusted institutions we had mm-hmm. in this country over the last 18 months, two years, that have completely unraveled, I mean, Fauci was at a point where if he was said, put a do-rag on and wear an eye patch, people would have done it. <laughs> Remember double masking? Yes. Of course. Yeah. Goodness gracious, dude. I mean, we lost, we've lost all faith in these institutions. Whether it's them, whether it's the CIA, whether it's the FBI, whether it's the media, whether it's uh, the highest level of politics, there is no faith and no trust in any of it. Earned, by the way. Something then to dig into a little bit more is despite the awareness now of what's going on with COVID, you've got 23% of people saying, I won't go back. I'm going to keep distancing, be doing the mask thing. I just, I just can't trust it. 
Go um, ahead. And I get freaked out. But here's the thing. And I've heard a few people bring this up, which is so true. Think about in your own world. You probably know at least a few people that are in that boat. Okay. And if it's someone with family, then you know you're walking on eggshells. Anytime that you happen to get to a family function and they're asking, have you been around anybody that has COVID? Do you know anybody that's had COVID recently? And all of a sudden people get uptight about it. Now that can be just a pain in the neck or maybe there's something canceled. But what if the mayor of your town is one of these 23%? Because, again, with these statistics, overwhelmingly Democrat and then some people over 65. And if you're over 65 or, you know, you are obese or you're at risk and you want to take every precaution, yes, I get it. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But if not, it's pretty much useless. So why is it? that you have those people still scared to death. But you think about what are they watching as far as news. It's the Today Show. It's Good Morning America. It's MSNBC. It's CNN. And they've bought into all of it. And now I don't know if they can have that turned around. So if it's it's your boss at work, and all of a sudden you're, you're still getting, well, we should probably still keep away from one another. Well, maybe masks indoors are a good idea. Remember, CNN had the rolling death count on their screen every day. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, yeah, paranoia was dug deeply into the psyche of Americans. So, yeah. There just, are people that are still petrified. Um, get to some other news. Fargo, school board there? Yeah. Dropping the Pledge of Allegiance. Well. Can't have that under God, God thing. phrase. Jeez. Yeah, Fargo School Board, 7-2 to vote. I'm a little surprised. Why is that? In Fargo, yeah. I just figured that it's fairly red. I think this is why I got national headlines, because it wasn't expected out of Fargo. Right. Um, As an example, the board member, Seth Holden, said that because the word God in the text of the Pledge of Allegiance is capitalized, the text is clearly referring to the Judeo-Christian God, and therefore it does not include any other faith, such as Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, all of which are practiced by our staff and our students. Okay, or wokeism. That's a religion, too. I oh, guess yes, you, it is. Um, okay. Remember, the country was founded on Judeo-Christian values. You need enough people to say, this is what we're going to do. This is part of it. If you want to try to, I don't know, blank it out in your mind as it's being said, if that helps you, whatever it is, if you just want to use that as your time of some New Age meditation, go for it. But this is how we roll. And we're not changing anymore. And we're making making allowances. We're allowing you to sit. I mean, when I went on to school, there was a girl that was Jehovah's Witness. Mm -hmm. And she did not stand for the Pledge of Allegiance in the morning. Because okay. the, her religion would not allow her to do it. Okay. Putting country before God, and we, this, that's, how, that's what they believed. She wasn't ostracized for it. She didn't do it. What? You didn't give no, her? No, I, I didn't yell at her and, and throw say she's going her? to hell and hand her no? a, you know, the Watchtower pamphlet and force her to read it. I didn't do any of that, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But, I mean, it's just, it, it is just you know, uh, we're tolerant people. I mean, if you don't believe what we believe, then you're by all means you can you can take a seat during those times. 
But yeah, no Pledge of Allegiance. We can't have any right. pride I mean, and country, because anything of, because like that. Because of God, right. Yeah, okay. I mean, so I don't, I don't understand that. I don't know why we just can't all agree to disagree and say, if you don't want to participate, don't participate. If you want to bow your head and pray to the God of Fauci, then by all means, go ahead. This is how the country was founded. Exactly. This is our heritage. This is what we do. This is our foundation. You don't have to agree with it. That's part of being an American. Another story out there. Um, A British gender clinic. Tavistock. Sort of infamous, you know. Is going to be sued by a thousand families. You know this is coming to the United States. Um, This gender clinic in London offered gender-affirming care and puberty blockers to thousands of kids over the years. News has broken that roughly a thousand families will file a medical negligence lawsuit against the clinic, charging they recklessly doled out puberty blockers with harmful side effects. Um, the chief executive of the law firm that's suing said children and young adolescents were rushed into treatment without the appropriate therapy and involvement of the right clinicians, meaning that they were misdiagnosed and started on a treatment pathway that was not right for them. And what do we say in America now? It's all about gender-affirming care, and that's what we're about. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing you can do. No, it is not. That's why you have so many countries in the world saying, we got got to slow our roll on this thing. We have an absolute crisis on our hands because we have a social contagion. Like, this is a cool thing for kids to do right now that are going to regret this. No such breaks being applied in the United States. Well, we've talked about this. I mean, when you start to look at the numbers uh, where the gender-affirming care is taking place, the highest numbers are your large metropolitan cities or very liberal states. Yeah, and a lot of these clinics are popping up all over the place because they make boatloads of money. Yes. Uh, That executive went on to say, these children have suffered life-changing and, in some cases, irreversible effects of the treatment they received. Again, a 1,000 clients joining that action. Man, oh, man. Um, And I don't know if you saw this. Saw this at Daily Wire. Uh, You know, some people aren't so loving when it comes to some LGBTQ plus themes in their movies. Malaysian authorities have announced that um, Marvel's Thor, Love and Thunder, and Pixar's Lightyear, yeah, they're they're not going to be shown there. No, thank you. We don't want that here. No. Hmm. They had been submitted by Disney uh, to the nation's film censorship board. And so then, apparently, Malaysia said, uh, you're going to have to cut part of this movie. We don't want that. We don't want the the gay kiss, that sort of thing, in light year. Um, and then it looked like they were going to go ahead and allow it if you made the cuts. And then they said, nah, uh, we're just not going to do it at all. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. Disney tried. And at the same time, I saw the story where Disney is losing a lot of subscribers in the United States. That they reported that they were increasing subscriptions, but that's more of an international type base. In the United States, their growth has gone way down, especially since everything that happened in the spring when it was unearthed that you had people working there that were deliberately putting LGBTQ plus messages to the kids and were very proud of it. That's when that thing took a huge U-turn as far as popularity. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis made a point out of it. And that's been a huge deal. They're, they're losing because of that.
Well, they, again, they don't get out much. I mean, if they understood that this Disney was designed for family entertainment, clean family entertainment. You even, you even got rid of it. I did. I didn't encourage anyone else to do it, but I did. I had got it for the Beatles documentary. And I thought, well, I'll keep it. You know, there's some stuff on there that, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing occasionally Star Wars stuff and things, you know. What are you talking about? When have you ever wanted to see Star well, Wars? Well, I, I haven't, but I thought, well, it's there. I mean, I can watch it. I mean, maybe I'm missing something. You know, I'm, I'm just trying what? to determine why it's there, and I can't. And then this comes out, and I'm like, now i got to cancel it. I jump through a bunch of hoops to cancel it. What happened to Scott Robbins? Scott Robbins is Mr. Anti-Star Wars. Well, I'm here now. I'm just trying to, you know, open my mind a little bit All right. to the possibilities. News update on Trump and the raid straight ahead. Hi, this is Trey Ware, and you're listening to News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Stay connected. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. Good morning, Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out with the Rona, feeling better. Hopefully back early next week. There's Scott Robbins. So talking about the raid of Mar-a-Lago, Justice Department leaks have claimed that the search of Mar-a-Lago is for papers that Trump has kept in violation of the Presidential Records Act. You know, it generally requires presidents to deposit all official White House documents at the U.S. archives. Is that what this is really about? Most people say no. They wouldn't go through what they went through for that. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not a criminal law. It has no penalties or enforcement. And if that's really it, well, Trump's already said, you going to go to Obama's place, Martha's Vineyard? You going to go there? He's got tons. Are you going to do that? Well, of course they're not going to do that. So then there's that Washington Post story of, well, it was something to do with a nuclear weapon and knowledge and, and classified information on that. And that's what it is. Are you buying that? Mm-hmm. Do you think that's what it is? Guy? No, I don't. I, you know, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate. I don't think so. No, but it could. I mean, it was. <laughs> I, I just imagine in my mind they open up the closet door. There's a big chest marked "Nuclear Secrets" on it. <laughs> well, the thing was, you're trying to make sense of it. I know, and I know I, there's a lot of things yet that we don't know. Right. But we heard when they were there in June, and Trump went down to say hello, and it seemed friendly enough. They say, you're going to need a a better lock on that door. Okay, so they put a better lock on the door. Then did they discover later on, oh, we're going to need to get a hold of that, or there might be more there? We don't know. And by Merrick Garland, the attorney general, going out there yesterday, we just didn't learn anything else. That was just damage control. Yeah, have you heard the theory floated that maybe uh, they may have planted something there and to take with them to prove their point? Yeah, heard that. Yeah, I've heard that, too. Now, I, again, I'm not ready to dive into the deep end just yet. No, and usually when I hear something like that, the, the first reaction is that sounds like a guilty person. But at the same time, it's like I said this yesterday. Oh, gosh, no. I mean, there were different times, like in 2016, where I thought Trump sounds like a guilty person. And it turns out he wasn't. Right. It's just he, he doesn't care about optics a lot of times. He's just going to say whatever he's on, on his mind at the time. And if you think, well, that's not something they would would ever do is plant evidence. They made up a story. They falsified records. They pushed the Russia collusion hoax 
for years knowing it was bogus. They did that. So then you ask, well, would they be capable of that then? You, I, you can't rule anything out. You hate to say that. And I know to some people you might sound like a kook. But if they were capable of doing what they've already done, then, yeah, who knows? Well, they've been running up this hill for a long time. Wasn't he allegedly supposed to have taken some uh, sensitive papers and flushed them down the toilet at the White House? Oh, yeah, that was the Maggie Haberman book, <laughs> and that's that how one. he was going to do it. Just <laughs> cut it up in pieces and flush it. Right down on. the toilet. Speaking of secrets, this is a story of Fox. Secret spending by spouses can actually strengthen relationships. Oh, no, 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 no. You're saying that's a no-go. Unless, unless she bought something for me. <laughs> no, the theory is you buy something, don't tell. You feel guilty enough then to be extra nice to the person and do special things for them. So it could work. It didn't work for me, but we'll see. I, yeah, I wouldn't advise that at all. I'm San Antonio's News, Traffic, and show. Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. I with the road up and feeling better. Should see him early next week. There's Scott Robbins. Yep. Okay, so you know Trump responded to the report that he had some documents there at Mar-a-Lago that had to do with nuclear weapons. Okay, the Washington Post, different legacy media outlets had that last night. That's that's what's going on here. Okay. And you could kind of guess that's coordinated with the White House? Possibly. Because the know. Attorney General Merrick Garland went out yeah. yesterday and basically said nothing. He didn't say a word. Spoke for 10 minutes, said nothing. But there was damage control, at least an attempt. Yeah. Somebody had to go out and say something because the American people are like, what is going on? We've never seen anything like this before. And we know the FBI's record in the last five years is not exactly stellar. It's pretty one-sided. So there's this story about, well, there's information about nuclear weapons. Uh, Trump is saying no. He put out a post on his own social media platform, Truth Social, said nuclear weapons issue is a hoax, just like Russia, Russia, Russia was a hoax. Two impeachments were a hoax. The Mueller investigation was a hoax and much more. He said the same sleazy people are involved. Mm -hmm. You know, making allegations about nuclear weapons and question why FBI agents not allegedly allow his lawyers to inspect their work, Mar-a-Lago. Because the word was, they just flashed the warrant, you know, a few feet away, here it is. You're not getting your hands on that. Now, you got to stay outside here in the heat, all you people, and we're going to go in and do our stuff. Right. Go through Melania's closet. So anyway... Uh, Which sounds like a retail store, by the way. Melania's closet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of does, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like high-end things. Yes, so, yeah. very nice. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, yeah, uh, Trump is definitely fighting back. No doubt about That's that. That's probably what I do best. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Not a surprise there. Um, poll out. This probably not surprising either. Even Democrats think the country is going in the wrong direction. This is an AP, uh, Center for Public Affairs Research poll. 
78% of Democrats think the country is headed in the wrong direction. This is it for Joe. I mean, this term. I don't even think it's possible he can run again. I mean, it was all because of COVID. He could just stay in the basement. Whenever he stayed in the basement during the last campaign, that's when his numbers would go up. Every time he went out and spoke, it went down. And I think because they've had him lay low recently, he's getting a little spike up, but he's still under 40% for approval. Well, somebody would primary him within his own party and probably win the nomination. Who would that be? Well, that's a great question, isn't it, huh? It's not going to be Kamala. No, she can't primary her own president. I wouldn't think. No, I'm not talking about as far as primary. Oh, as no, far as, far as the as next. If he, if he does, in fact, bow out. Yes. Right. Well, I mean, in terms of succession, that's generally how it works. But I can't see that happening. No. I mean, you hear this all but the time. But every time I say that, it does happen. So who knows? The Democratic powers, no. She's a disaster. Well, she can't win. No. Her own party doesn't really even like her. No, not at all. I mean, you know, so that's a problem. She was out of the primary season that Joe eventually won before the first votes were even cast. Yes. So, I mean, I don't see I don't see that being a winning formula at all. But we'll see. I don't know, dude. I mean, honestly, you look at this field. I mean, Gavin Newsom. He's going to put his hat in there. What? Yes, he will. That guy. Well, right now you have three governors that are all trying to get the national spotlight that have really failed their state. Yeah. You got Whitmer in Michigan. Yep. Pritzker in Illinois. Yeah. Newsom in California. Yeah. They're all terrible. None of them have any track record of any kind to lean back on. But I suppose if you are a Democratic voter, think about it. You only get news from MSNBC, CNN, legacy media. Maybe you think these people are heroes. Who knows? You've been brainwashed. It's the same thing when we were talking about COVID earlier, when the CDC relaxes the guidelines, right? And they go back and look at Democratic voters who get their news from those sources. And they were asked, hey, if uh, somebody gets COVID, okay, how many actually go to the hospital? The actual number, you know, at worst it was between 1% and 5%. Mm-hmm. They thought it was 20 to 50%. Well, you would think that, wouldn't you? Because they believed all the BS that was being fed to them. I mean, but i got to be honest with you. If you would have asked me straight up without me knowing what the answer is, which you just gave me, yes, I might have said 15%. Because you, That's well, what you're, I, my, you're watching both every but my, day. My brain's been trained to think that way. You know, I mean, it. I, I agree. I mean, this is it's also skewed, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I just try to look at the numbers. Yeah, so I don't know. Joe. I can't see Joe running again, but anything's possible, I suppose. Yeah. Do you see the ads, by the way, that, uh, I mean, J.B. Pritzker is a disaster in Illinois, but the ads he's running for his reelection campaign? No. About freezing the gas tax, freezing the, the, the tax on groceries? Now, all they've done is stopped it and not increased it. Right, but it's like a big win for for a few months, right? And this isn't permanent. Well, no, he didn't do anything. He went, you know, it's a bad a bad look right now to raise the tax on gas. Let's not do that today. But now I'm supposed to laud him as some sort of hero. But again, 
when you don't have people calling this crap out, right? I know they get away with it. It's just it's just sanity. It was Biden the other day saying this is great news on inflation. I, I want to start the you know talking today by you know saying this again. You went from 9.1% inflation yeah. to 8.5, and that's a huge victory. I want to say a word about the news that came out today relative to the economy. Actually, I just want to say a number. Zero. <laughs> today, we received news that our economy had 0% inflation in the month of July. Unbelievable. 0%. Here's what that means. Here's what it means. It, well, what it means is this. If you go back to last July, it's 8.5% more than what you were paying before. Uh, if you're just looking at groceries, by the way, it's yeah. 13% more yeah, than that. last July. Yep. 13%. And if you've been to the grocery store, you already know this. Yeah. Yeah. But he can get out there and say... 0%. <laughs> oh, it's ridiculous. Yes. Uh, Boston Children's Hospital is offering gender-affirming hysterectomies to kids who can't even drink legally that's the headline holy smokes dude just earlier we did the story talking about what how you got a thousand families in the uk suing the gender affirming clinic because they're like oh my gosh what a mistake has been made they they did not give these kids the proper quote therapy they should have been talking to them you know all through their problems, their dysphoria. And in the United States, it's just, well, gender-affirming care. That's the best thing you can do. Rush it right through. We've heard all these warnings. And now word is the Boston Children's Hospital, ranked the number one children's hospital in the United States, is offering gender-affirming hysterectomies. Uh, unbelievable. You know, it is unbelievable because we slap warning labels on everything to protect kids. Yes. Everything. I mean, movies, music, uh, you know, purchase of alcohol, tobacco, whatever the case, you slap you slap warning labels on it for their own good, allegedly, mm-hmm. right? But you can have gender-affirming surgery. Again, I mean, and then the puberty blockers. It doesn't make any sense. It it's insane. And it just takes people with the guts to call it out as insane. Oh, my gosh. You know what? Speaking of kids, I saw a headline for this story. And at first, I'm like, I don't even know if it fits in with the show. You know, we've talked about Britney Spears before, but is it, you know, the biggest news story out there? And it's probably not. Um, But I think this piece of audio is really interesting in that how much the Britney Spears story was covered about the conservatorship Mm -hmm. and getting away from her dad and all that and free Britney, right? We had talked about it at the time saying, I don't know, man, the dad's silent. Maybe, Maybe he had just cause for doing what he's doing. And then Van Camp almost 180 and say, I think the guy might be a hero. And it's starting to look more that way. Last week, Kevin Federline, her ex and dad of her two kids, had said he's got nothing against Britney's dad. He'd be fine having a relationship with that guy if uh, his boys wanted to have a relationship with him. But he doesn't want the boys to see Britney because his boys don't want to see her. It's like, did the boys really say that or yeah. whatever? And so there's been this back and forth, and the whole Britney crew is coming after Kevin Federline. How dare you? Did you hear what he released? No. He posted videos of Britney fighting with the boys. Now, this is back when they were 11 and 12. What are they now, 15 and 16? What, three or four years ago then? Yes. Long after their relationship had blown up. 
And and at first I'm like, well, that's not the right thing to do. You don't want to put that out publicly. But if everybody is saying, hey, man, that's not cool that boys not wanting to see their mom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you've heard all of this stuff about her being, you know, crazy. And that's why they had to make sure she took her medications because it's a volatile situation. She could harm herself. So he releases this video and it's Brittany cussing out the oldest one for not wearing shoes in a store. Okay. Mm -hmm. They're out together. Just hear this and see what you think. Have you lost your mind? I do care, but I'm shocked as with you. And I don't know what to do. And I'm scared of you because you're weird because you're going through puberty. I don't know what to say, but I do care more than you know. Yeah, that's mom. Hey, mom. Whoa, man. Good nurturing mother. I know you could have this take. You lost your mind. Have you lost your mind? I do care, but I'm shocked as with you. You could say, you know, that's not really the right language to use with no. an 11 and 12 year old. It isn't. And you'd have, you know, someone say, who are you judging? I'm judging you. That's <laughs> well, who I'm judging. Yeah, that's yep. usually the person that says, who are you judging for, yeah. for that sort of take. No, and, I can judge you. And yeah. she goes on. But don't be, my little body can't handle all of that. It's like sometimes I just don't even know what to say with you. I was in shock, and I do care. I was in shock in the store when I looked down and Jaden, how are you so cool about that? Your brother being with Baron's big feet size 13 now? Well, he's my brother. And all the more exposed his feet, your blood in an ice cream shop in in, in Alaska weather? (laughs) Dude, I'm not saying it was the right thing to release the video if you're Federline. But I think that gives everybody a picture of what's going on there. What's your take? Well, are you afraid of saying something offensive? No, I'm not afraid of saying something offensive. I'm you just, have that deer in the headlights. I, look I wanted, like, don't I, ask but me I, this. No, but I want to be measured with it because Federline's a jackass. Yeah, he's an attention whore. No, no doubt about it. Okay, um, but so is Brittany. I, I mean, they both are. What I don't understand is your kid went into a store with no shoes on its feet in the winter, apparently. Right? I guess. Do you not notice that when he gets out of the car that the kid doesn't have any shoes on? You go, hey, put your shoes on. I'm not going to. Well, then we're not going in. Maybe he took them off when he got in there. Oh, maybe he did. Poor kids. Oh, my gosh. But I don't drop F-bombs. I just say, hey! (laughs) News update straight ahead. Hey, this is Sean Rima. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out with COVID. Hopefully back Monday. There's Scott Robbins. You mentioned this earlier, Scott. Famed author Salman Rushdie has yeah. been the target of Iranian death threats. Now, Fatwa. Forever. Well, yeah, he wrote the Satanic Verses, if you remember. Um, it was a book that condemned the far, far uh, radical end of the Muslim religion, and they didn't like that. And uh, so, yeah, they put a, uh, they put a bounty on his head. Well, he was stabbed today. Yeah, he was on stage giving a lecture, just in, about to give a speech in Western New York. He stormed the stage, Shakatwa. Shaktwa Institution. Am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. No, but I want you to keep trying. I don't want to keep trying. I just want to. I heard Shaktwa coming out of there. 
Hardware Institution. He began punching or stabbing Rushdie as he was being introduced. Apparently, there was blood all over the place. Uh, they propped him up by his legs to keep the blood flow going. And uh, we don't know anything about his condition as of right now, which kind of surprises me because it was, what, a half an hour ago, I guess, or more. Yeah, a little bit longer than that. Don't know much other than, well, Carol Markowitz, who's a good source, uh, tweeted out that the guy that attacked Rushdie is a 24-year-old who lives in West uh, New York, in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. That's all we know right now. Um, Wow. And what was this? There was the offer. The Iranian regime had offered over $3 million yes. to anyone who killed Rushdie. Right. Man, oh, man. Well, there was a bounty on John Bolton. It's three hundred grand. He's like, man, I thought it'd be more than that. Certainly not the amount that it's on well, Salman Rushdie. He wasn't getting Rushdie dollars, no. Of course not. Mm -mm. Yeah, that whole thing, you forget about it sometimes yeah. with the satanic verses that was the title referred to the verses of the quran that rushdie claimed had been removed Moved. yeah and that they've been radicalized and all that so anyway yeah whoa so keeping an eye on that i say he held his legs up to keep blood flowing to his chest so obviously there were some serious wounds that took place here man oh man also uh ann Haish, we mentioned earlier oh. if you missed that story uh she's not expected to survive after that car crash what a sad life man well i didn't know how bad she was doing she you know was a pretty popular actress at one in 97 yeah. started dating ellen degeneres and then what they broke up like three years later something like that mm -hmm. and then she ended up getting married um to a guy yeah well two different guys right um a couple of kids uh, hadn't heard anything from her in years that i remember i don't even know if she was working at all but she was doing a podcast this is the odd thing and the word was she was boozing hard while doing the podcast but then after the crash they said well they didn't find alcohol in her system but there was cocaine and fentanyl yeah but who knows about those reports but yeah that's that's just sad i mean the car went into a house Yes, it was a garage first and then in the house. And into the house, yeah. And this lady lost everything. Yes. I mean, luckily she was okay and her pets were okay, but yeah. as far as, you know, anything in the house, gone. Yeah, terrible. Yeah, really sad all the way around. And the thing is, too, you remember it this way. She's 53, okay? Mm -hmm. If we just read the story and she wasn't an actress, it'd be like, yeah, that's sad, but... You just kind of move on from there. Yeah. You know, obviously they had a problem with substance abuse or whatever. That's sad, but this is what happens. But because it was a famous actress, that's the coverage. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. And what would you say is the biggest story of the day today, Scott? Wow. You know, there are a lot of big ones today. I would imagine we're still talking about Mar-a-Lago. I mean, because we're supposed to find out today what was seized in the warrant, what the warrant was specifically looking for to raid the house of donald trump well the washington post it said that the fbi was seeking classified documents related to nuclear weapons right we're supposed to find out today and right, apparently what the laundry list is if there is one trump said that's a hoax just like right. every other hoax mm -hmm. with these people and whether that's russia 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 as he said any of the other investigations so we will see. Mm -hmm. And another news update straight ahead right here.
San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Jen Axer. The millennial David Van Camp has the Rona. We're ah, feeling better. Hopefully darn. back early next week. There's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. A lot of different stuff going on. Well, we're trying to figure out exactly why did the FBI raid Mar-a-Lago. <laughs> Washington Post reported this has to do with documents about nuclear weapons. Trump says that's a hoax. Release all the documents. Let's get it all out there. Mm -hmm. So we'll see where that goes. By the way, the president of El Salvador, I don't know if you saw this story, (laughs) sent this message out saying, what would the United States say if we raided one of our presidential candidates? (laughs) That's uh, You know what? Good for him. (laughs) That's absolutely true. What would we say? Yes. Democracy is being breached. (laughs) Because when this first happened, it's like, what is this, Cuba, Venezuela? Exactly. You're kicking down the door of uh, your political opponent. Yeah. Banana Republic? Yeah. No. No, you're right. Wow. That's a great quote, man. I was laughing my head off when I saw that. Yeah. When the president of El Salvador says something, you go, hmm, well, he's right. Yeah. Um. Of course, uh, the Democrats will be, it looks like, pushing through this Inflation Expansion Act. A reduction, sorry. Quiet. Um, Which is a whole lot about green energy and a whole lot of IRS agents, like 87,000 of them. Mm -hmm. $80 billion to the IRS, which has people rightfully pretty nervous. Well, I mean, that $80 billion would be well spent at the border. You know, forty billion of it. I said that to David the other day. We first heard it, eighty-seven thousand. What? Yeah, we can't. We can't stop people from coming through the border. Of course, we're not trying to stop. No, we're, we're inviting not. people in. That's, That's what right. the administration's doing. But if you asked Americans, hey, what do you think? All right, we're thinking about eighty-seven thousand agents, IRS. You know, we got all these fat cats are just not paying their fair share. Or we could hire, you know. A bunch of border patrol officials uh, to guard the border. What do you think would be best for us? You know what the vote would be. That would be one thing that both parties could agree on. There would be more Republicans than Democrats. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the polling, Democrats would agree with that. We need this. This is a problem. All of a sudden, you have mayors, you know, big Democratic mayors in D.C. and New York City, Eric Adams, saying, yeah, this is a humanitarian crisis. My goodness, we can't have this. Muriel Bowser. Oh, we want people to come here, but not to our city. Right. This is taxing on us. Yeah, so if your grandma sends you a, sends you a check for your birthday, claim it. <laughs> You're half joking. Sort of, yeah. Half joking. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's probably going to go through. I thought this was an interesting story, talking about Congress people and what they vote for, and we know that... There are so many lobbyists for green energy crap, and there are a lot of Congress people that are invested. But there are people that keep track of this stuff and who trades what on Capitol Hill. And as we know, Pelosi, the House Speaker, sold 25,000 uh, shares from you know the company that needs 
the chips from Taiwan. And knowing, okay, we have our Chips Act. That's passed. And it just so happened she sold 25,000 shares. Yeah, interesting how coincidental that is, isn't it? This crap happens all the time. You know, I mean, you're talking about 87,000 IRS agents. Get media outlets to hire a bunch of people to keep track of this crap and report on it every day so we know exactly the flow of money. I think it would be a shock to most people in America exactly how much money is going to campaigns or favors being done for influence through Congress. Because a lot of times, I always remember this, off on a little tangent, and I'll get back on track. You remember at the beginning of the 2016 campaigns, all the predictions were, well, it's going to be Bush and Clinton again, Jeb Bush against Hillary Clinton. And Wall Street doesn't really have a preference because they're going to get their way either way it goes. That was the word early on. Right. And you were taking a step back at the time saying, really? Well, you'd think they would favor Hillary a little bit more, but I guess if Jeb gets in there, they're going to get the same things done that they want to get done. It's just going to be somebody up there saying, but we have proven conservative records that don't mean a whole lot, it doesn't seem. Mm-hmm. That's probably why they're so afraid of Trump, and still are, because he didn't play the same sorts of games and he didn't need the money. But it's really something how much money flows through Congress people. The CDC um, has now come out and said, you know, we're easing the guidelines when it uh, comes to COVID because we realize now it's here to stay. God, this what? So frustrating. How many businesses and lives were turned upside down and ruined because of these policies, they're null or null and void. Well, it, and it's interesting because we have this story today and, you know, they are easing the guidelines. But we're still telling military people, well, you have to be vaccinated. Yeah. Based on what? Right. Do you ever hear anything that makes any sense when it comes to that question? No. No. Well, well it's going to keep you out of the hospital and it's going to keep you from dying. These are healthy people. Should be. So that doesn't matter. And then it's a personal choice. It's not keeping you from spreading it. it again, you could beat this all day. No, but it's, I mean, these, these things, these are the exact same things we've been talking about for, what, two years now. That, you know, the COVID is here to stay. COVID is never, ever going to be at zero. No. Never, ever. It'll morph into other forms. It'll be, it'll be much like in terms of the flu viruses that pop up twice a year, once a year, whenever. Yes. And if you're in a situation where you are vulnerable to those types of things, you will get this shot. I dare call it a vaccine because it isn't. But you, you will get a shot. Then hopefully that will prevent you from any serious illness should you get it. But again, I mean, I think that, again, do we have enough research to absolutely say this is true? That if, if you, you had the research, shot, would you believe it? I, I, well, that's the problem, isn't it? Who's doing the research? Right, exactly. No, it's hard to trust these and people. And why are they telling us what they're telling us? Oh, yeah, yeah. no, it's impossible to trust these people. That's the problem. Why is it you think now they're easing the guidelines? Because I don't think they have a choice. Because I think it's most been people proven have moved time on. and time again. Yes. yes, most people have moved on. I've, I've done everything midterms. you've asked me to do. Everything you've asked me to do. I still got COVID, and I know a ton of people who did the same thing. We got it. We got it. So the stuff you were telling us about not getting it, we won't get it. You don't have to worry about getting it. We got it. 
So why do I, why did I take this vaccine? Well, it kept you out of the hospital. Did it? You can prove that? Side story on this. Yeah. Along the same topic, but a different story. Alex Berenson, if you're familiar with him. I am. Well, you used to work at the New York Times. Yeah. Failing New York Times. You would appear on Fox quite a bit on Tucker's show talking about COVID and what he was seeing in his own research saying this doesn't make sense. And then talking about the vaccines saying, hey, there's there's some danger involved that they're not reporting. Sure. They're, they're squashing these stories. Well, if you remember, he got booted off of Twitter. Okay. And then there was going to be a lawsuit and they came to some sort of agreement but he couldn't talk about it. I'm like, that's fine, man. He probably got a pile of cash. Can't talk about it. But he was back on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And would read his stuff occasionally. Now he has found out that the White House privately demanded Twitter to ban him. And there's paperwork involved. Wow. So it's one thing, and this is the way I understand it. I'm not a legal expert. I'm not pretending to be, but this is just the way I understand it. If you're Twitter, you can say, well, it's a private company, okay, Um, as far as, like, freedom of speech, things like that. They've got to, you know, look at everything of who they're going to uh, take off of there or if they're going to, you know, take a tweet offline, whatever that might be. But if you have the government working together with Twitter, this private company, to silence someone, that's a completely different story. And he's going to go after him. That's wild to me mm-hmm. that now you're finding out the White House involved with silencing someone. And, and he's proven to be right with what he was talking about, with vaccines, with COVID, all of it. Um, it's going to take a long time to get to the bottom of it. And you're going to have to have the right people in office because the people that are in right now, there's not enough juice. They don't have any interest in finding out because they profited from it not finding out. I mean, the thing with social media that was weird during this whole thing when it started, they got to the point where if you questioned it at all, yes, you were then, you were a month off Facebook, you got booted, mm-hmm. at least a month. Didn't you, you did, get booted one time? I got booted. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Not for anything to do with COVID. Okay. But I did get booted, yeah. Um, so I'm, I mean, I'm one of millions. But there was there was no open discussion on this at all. None. None. Dr. Fauci said it. It's true. This is it. Shut your mouth. Do what you're told. Mm-hmm. There was no other discussion even no. brought into it. No. And we know from the emails with Fauci what he knew and when he knew it. Yeah. And he's a liar. Um, needs to be held accountable. But science is never an end-all, be-all. It's it's a discussion. It's an ongoing discussion yes. that we have. But that was, that was not allowed. You will get in line, you will get the shot, and you will do what you're told. Shut your mouth, or we're going to take away your livelihood. We're going to mock you. We're going to take you off social media so you have no platform at all to discuss it. We're going to ostracize you from society. We're going to make it impossible for you to survive without getting the shot. Another story. Yes. Concerning that, and then we can move on. There's another news outlet that, through the Freedom of Information Act, wanted to know from the CDC, hey, when did you know that there was an association between myocarditis and the vaccines? Oh, yeah. They said, well, you know, uh, reports through October 2021, uh, there was no known association. 
That is absolute BS, and it's been proven that that was BS. They knew it. That's a lie. And still we're saying, oh, yeah, you got to go get the vaccine. Everything, you're talking about these hard things, it's so rare. It's just not true. No, that was an absolute load. Okay, here's a story, a little survey. Can you tell when other people are lying? Jimmy Van Camp says yes. Filling in for David. I don't know if I can or not. That's am I lying right now? How do you know? Um, No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, there's some pros I've been around. So, okay, so you'd say you're not great at it. I would agree with you. Yeah. Um, It's like sport. Van Camp and I will just float something out there to see if you'll believe it. You Mm -hmm. will, and then we'll say just joking. Well, I'm a horribly gullible person. Yeah. Because again, we've built up trust over the years, and you just destroy it all the time. But it's uh, it's okay. <laughs> miraculous. Yeah, how many times I can just say something? You're like, you got to be kidding. I know. And I'll say, yeah, I'm kidding. You, <laughs> you're a great liar. I mean, you are. I mean, if but I was I tra- trying ever to lie myself out of a situation, I'd want you on my team. My mom said I was a terrible liar. Oh no. Well, your mom was probably my, right. My wife has said I'm a terrible. Well, liar. You perfected the art around me. Well, then so is Van Camp. I and both of you have. I know. It's a sport for both of you. So is our friend down the hall. <laughs> you might be wanting to look in the mirror sometime soon. Who, me? Maybe I'm not a great liar. Maybe David's not. Maybe it's just easy to pull it over. Well, maybe it is. Like I say, you know. Oh, we had a Friday Five planned out today that we have to scrap because of breaking news. We do? No, I'm just kidding. See? See gosh, dang it. <laughs> I can't believe that just happened to me. I can't believe that just happened to me. <laughs> it's like daily. God dang it. No, we have a Friday 5, our countdown plan. Um, and it's apropos as well. Uh, we'll set you up with that and get you a news update straight ahead. <laughs> San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. San Antonio's news, traffic, and weather station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp out with COVID. Yikes. Hopefully back Monday. He's feeling better. We'll just I was have to walking the dog last night, so that made me feel better about it. There is Scott Robbins. Yeah. Um, Wall Street Journal now reporting. Yeah, what is it? FBI agents who searched former President Donald Trump's Mar-a-Lago home Monday removed 11 sets of classified documents, including some marked as top secret and meant to be only available in special government facilities. That's according to documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. It just came out uh, within the half hour, I do believe. Okay. Uh, The Federal Bureau of Investigation agents took around 20 boxes of items, binders of photos, a handwritten note, and the executive grant of clemency for Mr. Trump's ally, Roger Stone. Also included in the list was information about the president of France, according to the three-page list. Interesting. Hmm. The list is contained in a seven-page document that also includes the warrant to search the premises, which was granted by the federal magistrate judge in Florida. The advocate judge who uh, donates money to Democrat candidates. Yeah, that defended some of Jeffrey Epstein's Epstein's. people years ago. The list includes references to one set of documents marked top secret, sensitive, compartmented information. It says agents collected four sets of these top secret documents, three sets of secret documents, 
and three sets of confidential documents. I'm not an FBI person to know all the difference, to be honest, but that's what the story reads. The list didn't provide any more details about the substance of the documents. Trump's lawyers argue that the former president used his authority to declassify the material before he left office. Uh-huh. While the president has the power to declassify documents, there are federal regulations that lay out a process for doing so. So is that what this is really about? I don't know, man. It seems thin, man. It seems don't know. very thin. Um, the search and seizure warrant signed by Reinhardt, the judge, shows that FBI agents sought to search the 45 office as well as all storage rooms and all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by he and his staff. Um, that's pretty much the story. Now, Trump is asking for more information about what was removed. So he knows this, this and he goes, wait a minute, hang on. I need some more information on this. It says the Trump and his team don't have the affidavit, which would provide more detail about the FBI's investigation. I mean, would it would it make sense to you? And you've moved a few times in your life when you mm-hmm. just have boxes of things, you know. Yes. Who knows where they end up? Well, they were there in June, so it, there's part of this that doesn't make sense. We got to set you up for the Friday Five. It's our countdown that we do every Friday because Trump's house was well raided, and David Van Camp is out, was quarantined to his house with COVID. What are the greatest songs of all time with "House" in the title? Oh. There are some great ones. It's our countdown we do every Friday, the Friday San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. David Van Camp is out with COVID. But feeling better. There's Scott Robbins. It's Friday. That means it's time for the Friday Five. It always starts like this. The countdown is on. You know what this means? It's our favorite time of the week. Friday Five. It will test your head and your mind and your brain. On the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Okay. Friday Five. Countdown we do. Take a little break for news. Sometimes we incorporate news into the countdown. Trump had his house raided. David Van Camp out with COVID. Pretty much chained to his house, at least for a little while. That's right. We're doing the greatest songs of all time with house in the title. As always, three criteria goes into the countdown is how big of a song was it, meaning how iconic or how big a hit was it? Two, does it stand the test of time? And three, how much do you personally like it? Put it all together, and we have our five. It's pretty solid. It would have been a different outcome had David been here. Yeah, sure it would have been. And it would have been better, but that's okay. I don't know if it would have been any better or not, Well, it would have been different. We'll let the people decide on that one. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. So... I suppose we should get right to it. The number is 210-619-2053. And up first, Stillgard, Kent Washington. Thanks for checking in. 
Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for all you do. Um, any band that's one degree of separation from King Crimson gets my vote. So, Talking Heads with Adrian Ballou and Burning Down the House. Heck yeah. <laughs> Number five. Well done. Are you mocking? This is your pick. No, no, I like this song. I really do like this song, but I could never figure out David Byrne at all, so the cadence. But anyway, I love this song. I played the song a lot. At Top 40 Radio. Yep. Wow. Big hit. Um, You know what? I'm just going to play what would have been number five had Van Camp been here. Um, We'll just get it out of the way right now. Number five. Stevie Ray. I yes. like the song. I just... Yeah. So that's where I had it, and I know David's taste and where he has put Stevie Ray before. Well, and it would have been there. So we'll let people decide what, what's a better number five. Would it have been Stevie Ray or Talking Heads? They can hit Scott up on Facebook, on our Facebook page. Or... Well, I mean, if we use the criteria. I think it would come down to personal like on that one. Bigger hit, Talking Heads. It was, yes. Tested timer. Yeah, bigger, yes. Yeah. Um, and I like it. So it would have come down to that. But st- was Stevie Ray a hit? I never played it. Well, you were on Top 40 Radio. That right, was a, I know. That was a big hit at rock radio. Okay. Yes. And I think, especially with David, the personal like would be a 10 to a 1. Yeah. With me, it's probably a an 8 to a 2. You don't like the Talking Heads? All right. Not my favorite. That's That's okay. okay. That's why this countdown is great. It's all taste, right? Next up, Kenneth in Texas. Hey, Kenneth. Kenneth. Hey. Hey, guys. What's going on? All right. Thanks for checking in, man. Hey, love your show, guys. Love the Friday edition even more. Oh, thanks, man. So I'm coming in hot to this better crack the top five. I'm a brick. How? How? The yeah, buddy. Number three. They get Texas proud. Go ahead and sing it, dude. You're feeling it. You're vibing it, Scott. Do it. That's a fact. Great song. See, I was the youngest of three kids. My older sister had that song cranking out of her baby blue Ford Pinto. Good song. Oh, yeah. Had the 8-track. Yeah. There were a lot of good Commodore songs. Yes, there were. And then Lionel Richie kind of balloted them to a lot yeah, of money, but I then mean, he left, and then it was kind of There was some it. fun stuff he did, too. All Night Long is a great song. It's bigly in the summertime when you hear it on the radio. Oh, my gosh. You admit that? I like the song. Lionel Richie all night long? All night. Yeah, I like the song. That's okay. You're... Again, top 40. We played the hell out of it, and I liked it. It was a summertime song, and I okay. liked it. So let's go to Mary in Delaware. Hello, Mary. Hello. Happy Friday. Hey, you too. Hey, I'm up, up here on the beach with 60 friends, but I'm taking time to call in. Awesome. Oh, thank you. Give... I'm so jealous. I know. To give my pick, which is House of the Rising Sun by the Animals. Well played. Number four, as always, with Mary. Sixty friends? Yes. It's like 58 more than me. (laughs) 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 
What's this song about, Scott? It got I don't know. That's always the debate. I have no idea. All-girls school or a brothel? It's about an all-girls school oh, no, or that's a the debate. That's oh. the debate that's been going on for a long, long time. I thought it was even more sinister than that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a huge hit, number one. And that's a big test of timer, too. I mean, it's no Lionel Richie. I'll give you that, Scott. No, well, it isn't. You're right. But a big one, nonetheless. All right, we got to go to Mike in Minnesota. Mike, we're doing songs with house in the title for the Friday Five. Yeah, great show, you guys. I love it. Our House by Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Yes. I'm surprised you didn't have this in your five, Scott. Well, you know, I thought it was a bigger hit, but it really wasn't. Oh, you did your homework. Like 23 or something. Yeah, I thought it was a bigger hit. So if it cracks the top 10, then it probably makes it for you. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I mean, I can Casey this one. Go ahead. Uh, Graham Nash wrote this song after going out with uh, Judy Collins. They went to like a antiquing type store and she saw a vase and she wanted to buy it. She thought it was too expensive. Graham said, I'll buy the vase. And they took it home and it was a chilly day. He lit the fire in the fireplace and she put the vase up, put the flowers in it. And there's the song. Wow, man. True story. That's very cool. Now yeah. on with the countdown. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Songs with house in the title. Brian and Gresham. Hello, Brian. Hey, Aloha Friday, gentlemen. Oh, you too, Brian. Appreciate that. Aloha Friday. All right. Hey, I'd like to dedicate this to the first lady summoning her lovely husband home for some beautiful breakfast tacos on Cinco de Mayo, even though they don't have no idea what day of the week it is right now or month. Uh, House of Pain, Van Halen. Brian, I got to tell you, I appreciate you for calling that in. It is one of my top five Van Halen songs. Oh, we all need some rock and roll on a Friday, my friend. Have a great yes, weekend, guys. Thanks, bro. Oh, my gosh. That whole breakdown into the middle of that song. Last song on 1984. Okay, I got to ask. Robin, do you know the song? I know the song, yeah. Do you really? Yeah, I mean, I know the album. I mean. Okay, hold on a second. How, how does the breakdown go? I don't know. I don't, you don't know it, do you? I don't remember how You the, don't know it, It's do not you? a song I reach for. Sorry, I don't. I I'm like Van Halen. You reach for it. I'm just asking if you know it. I know the song. I've heard the song. I've heard you play the how song. Do you, how does the breakdown go? I don't know. Okay. You want me to, uh, uh, want me to hum uh, that for uh, you? Da, 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 da. Okay. Da, da, da. Right. Okay. That's Catherine in Portland yeah. okay. is up next. Hello, Catherine. Hi. Happy Friday. You too, Catherine. <laughs> Thanks for checking in. <laughs> yeah, I got a song for you. It's... Um, well, now I forgot it. <laughs> um, Pink Houses by Johnny Cougar Mellon Camp. That's right. Yes, That's right. Got it right back there. Number two. That's a big hit. That's a big dose of time. Huge. Do you personally like this? Song? I do. I do too. See, we agree. Well done. Paint the sucker pink. Every time I hear that song. That was the MTV gave away the pink house in Indiana on MTV. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Okay. So how many we got? We don't have number one yet. We got number two. We got number three. 
We got number four, and we got number five. Number one's the only one wow. that we haven't got yet. Okay, got to check in with Johnny in Salina, Kansas. Hey, Johnny. Hello, Johnny. Oh, here it comes. Happy Friday, brothers. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm doing great. Johnny, it's always great to hear from you. I have different friends oh, of mine say, man, I can't wait to hear from Johnny on Friday. Oh, that makes my day, I tell you that much right now. Oh, yeah. So good. Well, hey, guys, you know what? It's kind of, I'm getting kind of bummed this week. It's a little hard to find humor of what's going on, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, it's yeah. a little rough. It's, uh, it's hard times. Hard times in the neighborhood, you know? I yeah. think uh, what we all got to do really is just give our dolphins a big hug at night and kiss them and everything and just make sure they're, though they're loved. Right, Scat? You know what <laughs> I'm right. talking about. Yeah. That's right, Johnny. That's right. Anyway, I know that. I know that President Trump's kind of feeling like his house is out in the street right now. So how about our house in the middle of our street there by madness? Yes, John. Every time I hear Hello, brother. <laughs> it makes my day. Yeah, that was a big hit. So you know what year? I'll give you a buck if you remember the year. Oh, boy. I'm going to say... 87. Uh, no. I thought you'd come within three years. Uh, I didn't? No. 90. Do you, I'll bet you... Do you want to bet on it? No. Okay. It was 83. Really? Yeah. Wow. I don't know why I have a memory for years and songs yeah. like that. That thing's a huge test of timer, though. It is? No, it gets played on commercials all the time now. I can't remember the name oh, of the... the- the company now. Yes, yeah. that's right. You do. I thought you meant like all over the place, like at ball games. I'm like, hold on. I think it's like Hy-Vee grocery stores or something. <laughs> yeah, it is. Right. Yeah. The Friday Five songs with house in the title. We will wrap it up. Coming up, the number 210 619 2053. Markley, Van Camp, and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, out with COVID. But feeling better. There's Scott Robbins. Mm-hmm. Got a news update to get to. And Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. Yep, the buddy. trifecta will be coming up in less than 15 minutes. But we got to finish out our Friday Five, which, well, oh, yeah, that's number three. Songs with house in the title. Trump had his house raided. David Van Camp is, well, chained to his house with COVID. We thought it was appropriate. Commodore's Brick House at 3-2 was John Mellencamp. Pink Houses. Animals House of the Rising Sun at 4. And then Talking Heads burning down the house at 5. Stevie Ray Vaughan in there, too. An honorable mention. House is rocking. Okay, we got to get back to it. Donna in Salem checking in. Donna, thanks for your patience. Hi. Hi, Donna. Hello. Hi there. How's it going, Donna? It's going great. I just thought that I would throw my opinion out there and say Elvis Jailhouse Rock. Your opinion is the right opinion, and you're going to have a great weekend. Walk it off. Yes. (laughs) To me, that's undeniable. Huge hit. Huge test of timer. It's like a 10 and a 10. My personal likes at nine. I gotta tell you, I love the song too. I do. Yes. I would never turn that off. 
now. I always think, is that partly because my dad was always playing Elvis records when I was a little kid? I remember Queen used to cover this live. <laughs> I remember Motley Crue used to cover this live. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, other bands, other bands loved it so much they covered it. Oh, yeah, it was good. Okay, so I think we got everything in the five, but there's still some great honorable mentions. Let's get to Yvonne in Eureka, California. Hey, Yvonne. Yeah. Thanks for calling Hello. in. How's California treating you today? Pretty nice. It's a beautiful 65 degrees. Nice. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful, yeah. Yeah. What you got for a house song? Oh, House on Two Corner, Logan to Messina. Yeah. Oh. Love the song. Yeah. There you go. Yay. Have a great weekend. I know Scott's going to be cranking this this weekend. He usually does. Thank you. (laughs) I know this song. Yes, your vocal on top makes it even better. Like it's Messina and Robbins. (laughs) People don't know that. (laughs) All right, next up, Chris, Bay City, Michigan. Hello, Chris. Hello. Thanks for checking in, man. Yes, I just want to say I agree with you about the uh, 60 friends on the beach is 58 too many. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's the Robbins line yeah, for sure. That's my line. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going with uh, Led Zeppelin, Houses of the Holy. Oh, oh great buddy. song, man. Yeah, dude. Great song. I, I like dude, I, I think of an old buddy of mine, Goose, every time I hear it because he could sing that so well. Man, it's just good to hear that. All right, we got to go to Donnie in Virginia. Hello, Donnie. 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 Did you make it? Coming in. There he is. <laughs> yes, Donnie. Greetings, Conrad. I heard last week that Robbins is out. A baseball game, and he was asking people to feel his Mizuno bat, how hard the wood was. Oh, <laughs> and he was All the references also, to the show. <laughs> he was also holding a sign that said, Donations for IRS fines. <laughs> well, I could use those, yes. Yeah, Scott's had some was, problems with the IRS. Yeah. While asking for the money, he was playing his fake harmonica to the song, House of Pain by Faster Pussycat. Oh my gosh, dude. How about that, Robbins? We got a call for Faster Pussycat. I told you that was a hit at Top 40. I never played it. Oh, you couldn't hear a door slam. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, the big ballad, big on MTV, too. You know, the thing about Faster Pussycat, there was no one that sounded like that at the time. No one was doing <laughs> rock-based ballads to get on the radio. Nobody was. What a groundbreaking bunch those guys were. That yes. was a good five. You know what was honorable mention for me, too? What's that? Flow Rider. I can't help it, man. It's just infectious to me. Yeah, that was a good countdown. This is the Markley <laughs> Van Camp and Robin Show. Okay. 
We got a news update to get to, and your big story of the day is what? Is it still Trump? I, I think it is. I think Mar-a-Lago thing. I mean, we're starting to hear a little bit about what perhaps they were there looking for, or discovered, or took with them. Something that was marked like some documents of some kind that were he. I guess he wasn't supposed to have. I don't know. Well, again, those are reports, and then yeah, the Washington sure. Post saying, yeah, it had something to do with nuclear weapons. Trump right. is calling BS on that. And we have no idea. We still don't know. We're supposed to find out today. We were supposed to, but... The Wall Street Journal is, you know, reporting on... We'll go through it. Yeah, we have to now. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if it says a whole lot. So we'll get to that and Robin's trifecta straight ahead. Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer, the millennial David Van Camp, out with COVID, but feeling better. And there's the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, Fox News right now yeah. is reporting that they're reviewing the Trump search warrant. There's been some reporting today, Wall Street Journal and Fox also with the story that the FBI seizing classified records, as they're saying now, just from the story. They seized classified records from Trump's home during its unprecedented raid on Monday, including some marked as top secret. Okay, a lot of this story is the same that was from the Wall Street Journal earlier. Mm -hmm. But the warrant gave agents the authority to seize, quote, all physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of U.S. code including documents with classification markings and presidential records created between January 20, 2017 and January 20, 2021. According to the property receipt, Fox News says FBI agents took about 20 boxes of items from the premises, including one that was referred to as top secret and sensitive information. The receipt also shows that FBI agents collected four sets of top secret documents, three sets of secret documents and three sets of confidential documents. It was suggested by one of our listeners that perhaps Donald Trump should have marked the boxes Jeffrey Epstein tapes. Then they would have left them alone. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So that was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. List also includes a leather-bound box of documents, binders of photos, handwritten notes, miscellaneous documents. Uh, all this other stuff, uh, Melania's underwear. No, they weren't supposed to take that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Trump and his team are disputing the classification and believe the information and records to have been declassified. Right. That's what he said. Okay. So, In other words, they stole nothing that wasn't already out there to begin with, or they took nothing. Yeah. So from this news... Do you feel like, hey, we got we got some more information here, or we still really don't know? We still really don't know. what do, Specifically, what did you take? 
I think they're trying to say it, but it's words that don't say much. Well, no, well, they don't say anything. Top secret. This Something was classified. classified information. Well, well why says, was it classified? What was it? They're saying classified. Trump's saying it's not classified. Okay. Well, then what was it? <laughs> it either was or it wasn't. And then you had Garland out there yesterday, the AG, Mary Garland, saying, well, really can't talk much about it. No. Can't really say because it's an investigation. But I'm just out here doing damage control. That's right. But just know, uh, and this is where I honestly, I think you lose people. If he would have came out and made a statement saying, listen, I know a lot of people want us to talk about whatever. We can't. Okay, so I'm just telling you, this is an ongoing investigation, and there you go. That's right. Would have been better than selling a bunch of bullcrap about bedrock principles without favor and jive like that. Faithful adherence to the rule of law is the bedrock principle of the Justice Department and of our democracy. Upholding the rule of law means applying the law evenly, without fear or favor. <laughs> and that's when it becomes a comedy routine. Without fear or favor. For a lot of people that have been yeah, paying attention over the course. last few years. Yes, because that's a total lie. Yeah. There's been all sorts of favor going on. No, lying to the FISA court. Yeah. Is that a bedrock principle? Russian collusion. I mean, it just... Yes. Of course. Going after people going to school board meetings because yeah. they didn't like well, the curriculum of the school. That's terrorism. You know it. Of course. Hey, you know, we got a crime problem. In this country. What? Mr. Garland, do you care anything about that? Do you care about all of the fentanyl that's coming up through the southern border killing people? No. People overdosing every five minutes. Do you care anything about that? About Mar-a-Lago. And, of course, he didn't take questions yesterday. No, he's more. Which is probably, you know, in retrospect, at the time it kind of ticked me off. But seriously, I mean, how long would it take? stutter and stammer through the whole thing without saying anything that's what he usually does that's what he did he did not disappoint in that arena but i mean usually if it's questions uh, I, I don't know oh, i haven't thought about uh that question uh, uh i just haven't thought about that question i i, I think uh, you know the the president has uh made clear that we are uh, in a, a question of allocation of resources um, um we will uh, uh the department uh will uh, uh right just makes me anxious listening to it i don't think i would pick on him so much if i thought he was really a good person he's not looks like an absolute fraud to he's me he's a bad guy yep you know we'll get into more of it Which later means I know they'll you... be kicking down the door in my house this weekend <laughs> oh sure it's marked christmas decorations but what's really in there all they're gonna find is bobbleheads and signed baseballs from well, minor leaguers that never made it to the show well that's true there's a lot of those <laughs> you know you, i never give up jamie never give up you ready for your big three Still stories in the, the dream day? down there in a ball? Of yep. course, All yes. Right. All right, let's go. Are you ready? It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Top three stories of the day according to Scott Robbins. That's right. Always helped by his hero in life, his top 40 hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Hey, Casey, it's Friday. What do you think, man? Got a couple of days off coming up, bud. Good. I know. Me too. I'm looking forward to yeah. it as well. I'm ready. All right, then. Three. Uh, John Paul Mac Isaac, the computer repair shop owner. 
The guy who gave Hunter Biden's laptop to the FBI speaking out against what he views as biased, including how the initial FBI was not interested in the laptop and he hasn't been uh, protected with anonymity as a whistleblower. Hmm. He's got a book coming out, by the way. His book is called American Injustice, My Battle to Expose the Truth. This story's crazy. Two FBI agents come into his shop in Wilmington, Delaware, December 2019, to pick up the laptop. But he says one of them made a really troubling remark at the end of their exchange. Really? He said, hey, lads, I'll remember to change your names when I write the book, he said to them jokingly. Agent Wilson, he said, kept walking. But Agent DeMeo paused, turned to face me. He said, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that that don't talk about these things. Hmm. So the agents told him that most people don't speak about their interactions with them at all. The owner said, I looked at the door after the agents walked out, leaving him uh, to digest this encounter. So it's just being paranoid or what the agent just told me as it was a direct threat or at best a, a thinly veiled one. Again, it's our experience that nothing ever happens to people that don't talk about these things. Wow. So he said he was threatened by the FBI over the laptop. Well, I wonder what Merrick Garland would say to that. I wonder, too. Let me address recent unfounded attacks on the professionalism <laughs> of the FBI, FBI. Right, got and it. Justice Department agents and prosecutors. By the way, this I will not stand by silently when their integrity is unfairly attacked. <laughs> That's right. Be, un- be real, real sad if something happened to you or your family, wouldn't it? Oh, boy. Uh, he said also in the book, he's going to file a multi-million dollar lawsuit against Adam Schiff, CNN, Politico and the Daily Beast. He said, look, they falsely accused me of peddling Russian disinformation. I don't want some justice for this matter and how I was treated because it ruined my life. Wow, he might get paid off for that. Boy, CNN's going to be writing a lot of checks, aren't they? Probably, yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta top three stories of the day from Robbins. Two. Liz Cheney is desperate to pull anything out of the hat to try to win, but the latest polling. Have you seen the latest polling on this, by the way? Not good for her. This is according to the Wyoming Primary Election Survey con- conducted by the University of Wyoming Survey and Analysis Center. And her opponent, you know, is the Trump-endorsed Harriet Hagman. This woman is up 30 points, 57.4% to Liz Cheney's 27.8. Holy smokes. Of likely voters. And the GOP, that goes to uh, Hagman's 68.1% of the vote. She's trying to get Democrats to vote for her there. Right. And and Democrats overwhelmingly support her over her opponent. <laughs> but they do. But they're not going to vote for her. Mm-hmm. And besides that, Republicans outnumber Democrats like two to one there as well. So she's in big trouble here. Now, apparently she's still kicking around a run for president in 2024. That's what it's supposed to all be yeah. about because she's saving a lot of the war chest. So let's see. The two Republicans on the committee's political careers imploded around them when they decided to go ahead and throw down here. Mm-hmm. Kinzinger's done. Oh, I think they knew it before they even signed on. Um, and, and again, maybe this was just to launch themselves into a position later on, either in media or as a potential governor or as a potential presidential candidate. Well, they'll be the, you know, conservative voice right. on legacy media, something like that. But we're not the Trump whack jobs, right? Yeah. It'll be something like that. Yeah. Okay. Scott Robbins, Trifecta, the top yep. three stories of the day. And finally, yes, one. I love, love, love this story. Okay. You know, we're talking about COVID inflation, Joe Biden, other unpleasant things. I like to bring you this story. It doesn't start that way, but it ends that way. Okay. 
4,000 beagles who were being raised in a, quote, troubled Virginia research facility have been rescued. And they're arriving in shelters all across the country. Now they're waiting for adoption. And my guess here is, according to the stats I have, it won't be long before they all are. This is a crazy story. They were being bred and raised for research purposes. I was going to say, oh, oh, here we go. So the Humane Society worked to get these, uh, these dogs out of this breeding facility. So far, over 2,000 of them have been rescued. As part of the court order, the Beagles were rescued in July, where they were bred at a place called Envigo Breeding and Research Facility in Cumberland, Virginia, one of the largest canine rescue efforts ever. The puppies were being sold to use in pharmaceutical and biotech research. Fauci. Gosh, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I thought, too. Why Beagles? I don't know, man. But they're really cute, and they're all going to be adopted out. They were all rescued, and uh, there you go. No, because that's nice. I mean, Fauci was involved in this stuff. We knew that. We know that now. Yes. They breed these beagles, was... and they, they put them like four into a little cage. Yes. And, and when they're old enough to wean from their mothers, they throw them into this, let's shoot them up full of whatever drug to see what happens. Yeah. You thought that was going to be the end of Fauci at the time. Remember? You know, I, I did. You did. I did because I thought, you know what? You can screw with people, mm -hmm. and you get by with it a lot of times. But, boy, you start messing around with animals, you're doomed. Do we still have the audio of a beagle playing a piano and howling along? Do we still have that somewhere? I don't know, That's do always we? fun. Yeah, I think so. Somewhere. <laughs> See, this is the kind of quality entertainment you only get from this show. You're welcome. And there you have it. Thank you very much. Well, you know, that's a great story, though. <laughs> I is. love the story. I mean, they're cute little faces. The little beagle dogs are going to get adopted. <laughs> Fauci. You needed that, Scott. I you did. needed it. Yes. That's the trifecta. All right, we got to get to a news update and Nimrod's in the news. Straight ahead, right here. Thank you. Bye, buddy. Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Martin, David Van Camp, out with COVID, but feeling better. And there's mm -hmm. Scott Robbins. There's really no update on Salman Rushdie, no, who was I've... stabbed in the neck earlier today. Was it the neck? Yes. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, attacked, getting ready to speak uh, in New York. Yeah. And they have the guy in custody, 24, um, from Jersey. That's all we know right now. And there are a lot of questions about security, being well, that sure. it was Salman, Salman Rushdie. Rushdie. Yeah. Because it's, you know, been known for a long time that extreme Muslims would want to kill him. Well, he, the they, there was a bounty on his head. I mean, a big one. Three million bucks. Yep. At least. So I'm looking at trying to get an update. Uh, Let's just say, on Twitter, okay, they're they're very sensitive about what people post, sure. right? Yeah, right. Man, there's some vile stuff out there. Sure. 
uh, celebrating it. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Just a little bit earlier, you had a really nice story about some beagle dogs. That were rescued. Yes. You start to have your faith in humanity restored, and then you go to Twitter for a little while. It's no, like you got to balance it out a little yeah, bit. Man, you got to stay off that. I mean, there's periods of time where you got to just put that down. You I'm go looking to a for really, really dark place and looking for an update. Yeah. Well, um, we don't know anything. I We do know it sounded fairly serious. Sounded fairly serious. Yeah, hopefully he's okay. That he was losing a lot of blood, apparently. Well, you get stabbed in the neck, for God's sakes, man. Yeah, when so. you said you had blood behind him on the wall. Yeah, there was blood splattered behind him on the wall. I mean, and they propped his legs up to keep the blood flow going to the vital organs. Yes. So, I mean, I don't know. That's all we know right now, though. Okay. It's really unusual. It's been several hours now, and we don't have any update. See what happens, man. Yeah. Obviously open for the best. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. All right, we'll start Florida today. Woman there. Holy cow. How many calls? 11,000 calls to police? What? 11,000 harassing phone calls to a police emergency communication center. Oh, boy. And she admitted she loves playing this game. Carla Jefferson, who's 50, busted the other night on a misdemeanor charge of placing a torrent of of phone calls to the St. Pete Police Department. Oh, my goodness. What did she ask them to do? Uh... It's not just asking, okay? You're talking about one 24-hour period. She called 512 times. The investigators say she harasses, belittles, swears at, argues with, just on and on and on. The content of these phone calls, vulgar, threatening, obscene. Holy cow. Extreme expletives, sexual innuendo, and belittling remarks to the communication staff. Mm. Lock her up. Yeah. Get her out of there. Then we have this, man, a weird story out of the U.K., 18-year-old named Joshua Dobson stole a car, then got gas for the car, drove off without paying for the gas. Police then are alerted. They track him down, search the place he was staying. Joshua was there, but he had a very clever hiding spot. He had cut open a giant stuffed animal, big old teddy bear, and climbed inside it. But the police found him when officers noticed the bear was breathing. <laughs> like, that thing's alive. It's like a huge Paddington or something. Oh, God. <laughs> he was just sentenced in court nine months. And that's Nimrod's in the news.